All right, and we're going. So what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back to Edge of the Wormhole. We've got a pretty special guest um, episode today. We've got um, we've got a guest on. Um, her name is Kim. So Kim, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and kind of tell us a little bit about you? Hi, my name is Kim, and I'm from Colorado. And I grew up in Virginia, as well as uh, the Pine Ridge Reservation, all of my summers and stuff with my grandparents. And um, always have been very deep into Native American culture and all that is about them. Nice, nice. So me and Austin are um, from Kentucky, so pretty similar to to Virginia as far as um, geography and type of um, topography, I guess, too. We're from eastern Kentucky originally. Now we live in central Kentucky, so it's a little different, but... um, yeah, so we're kind of familiar with that Virginia-type landscape now. As far as Colorado goes, that's something I'm a little foreign to. Yeah. Well, you have to come out and visit. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. I've been wanting to get out there for a long time, so maybe we can make it happen. Um, so, Kim, we, um, what I think our, what was it, Austin, our second episode we did, um, we talked a a little bit about Bigfoot and sort of the origins and and kind of our theories on um, on on how a creature like this maybe could have um, if it's just a pure biological animal for example could have migrated over to North America oh yeah yeah you've got the necklace on that's pretty cool oh yeah Um, so we were discussing that and then discussing how the name Bigfoot got started uh, with some loggers that found some tracks and things like that. Um, So Austin and I both have a little bit of a fascination with Bigfoot and other kind of cryptozoology creatures like Dogman or Mothman, different things like that. Um, So Kim, we got in touch and um, talked a little bit on the phone the other day, um, a little bit about Bigfoot, or um, I think you do you prefer the term Sasquatch? Sasquatch. Okay, okay. Um, so we talked a little bit about it. So I guess to start off, um, what I was hoping you could explain is sort of maybe the origin of uh, of Bigfoot or Sasquatch, and sort of um, what you believe. Um, could be going on here so are we looking at like a flesh and and blood creature or sort of um, um, like an interdimensional creature or something like that so you really want to go real deep with this (laughs) yeah yeah Um, that's what we're here for we want to go go through the wormhole here let's start with they are an interdimensional uh, species, okay. just like, you know, human beings, they are, you know, they're intelligent. Um, they were here first. They are in a different dimension. And uh, many of my friends and my Navajo shaman friend have all confirmed the same thing. So um, they are here. They are in a different dimension. Um, they were here first. They were here long before us. They're intelligent and they're very protective of us. And usually, when people see a, a, a Sasquatch or Bigfoot, whatever anybody calls them, Yeti, they are um, many times. If the person is not completely wide awake, and I'm not talking woke, I'm talking wide awake. 
um, they're usually a shapeshifter. So that's why a lot of times people will go, oh, I'm scared because, you know, mm. they, they see something that is, they could shapeshift into anything. So, which is also very Native American. Okay. That's a whole other gotcha. podcast for you. Okay. So, um, I have a few questions as far as, well, I've got several questions, but we'll start with this. So you said that they are a shapeshifter and could shift into anything. So if, no, I said they're not the shapeshifter. Okay. So they're, they're interdimensional. Correct. They're just like okay. you and me. They're so, flesh and blood. They're they have hair the whole bit, but they're they're not a shapeshifter. Okay, okay, I got gotcha. you. So, um, so they're interdimensional creatures. So, do, or do they have the ability to sort of go back and forth as they please, or are they um, s- sort of stuck in one dimension for a while for a set amount of time, or how does that sort of work? They live in another dimension, and they come through portals into our dimension. So the higher the dimension, that's where they reside. So okay, okay. We're in three D, as well yeah. as many people are starting to go into five D again, and a whole other story. Okay, I got you. So, um, so whenever you said whenever. Some wait. You mentioned something about when someone sees um, one of these creatures and they kind of get that scared reaction. So, is there a particular reason that uh, Sasquatch, Sasquatch would make itself known to someone? Um, they're very protective. Um, I'm not sure if you want to say what I had told you about. You know, the Sasquatch that are around you. Um, they're very protective. Yeah. You will feel them. You will feel a presence, and you're not really sure what it is. Um, when you ask to actually be connected with Sasquatch of the Light, because a lot of people think Sasquatch, the shapeshifters, you don't want that contact. Mm-hmm. You want that of the Light. And you'll just feel a presence, like like somebody's got your back. They're a bodyguard. So, and they're there for a reason. They're trying to connect with you for some purpose that you have in this lifetime. Okay. Yeah, so I'll, I'll share. Um, when we talked on the phone the other day, you had told me that I have two Sasquatch that are sort of protecting me and following me around everywhere I go. And um, I thought that was interesting because I told you after you said that, that on like the Bigfoot encounter that I shared on our second episode of the podcast. Um, after the encounter happened, well, well, I guess to start during the encounter, um, I thought that maybe there could have been two around because we had heard some noises and then uh, one ended up being very, very close, although I never saw it. Um, and whenever we were trying to leave the woods there were definitely two creatures around because we were walking on the side of a mountain back to our vehicle and there was something up above us and something down below us and I never saw them at all I just heard I heard them and you could feel that something was there and you could feel something was watching you so because you told me 
um, that I had two, that was like immediately what I thought of was the fact that I thought that there were two creatures there on, on that day. So I thought that was, that was and it confirmed your feeling sure. of it. Yeah. And Austin, right, you right. have one with you right now. So he's back over your right shoulder. Oh, wow. Do you feel like, like a warmth, almost like a love, but strong behind you? That's him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've never had a, an experience, you know, out in the woods like Hunter, but, you know, you can always kind of feel that that presence, uh, you know, sometimes even if you don't physically encounter something. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. They've got our back. So, Kim, I wanted to talk a little bit, of, uh, go into more detail on my experience because I've got a few questions for you. Just because it was something that I've never been able to truly verify and really, I guess I could talk to people about it, but they would only be like, wow, that's crazy. So um, I kind of want to give you just a brief run through of what happened. So me and one of my friends were going to um, coyote hunt one night and we were out in the middle of the woods in this field. And essentially it was, it was, um, it was starting to turn dark outside. And this was in March. And uh, so it was starting to turn dark outside. Leaves were just starting to be on the trees. And so we were, um, we were sitting on this field with our back to a tree line and this old blacktop road that goes through the woods that was, has been shut down for a long, long time was behind us about 10 yards. Um, and essentially what happened, we started hearing some noises um, like I think we heard a wood knock to start maybe off in the distance and kind of was answered by another one on the opposite side of us. Um, and then we started to hear some leaves moving and rustling and crunching around us. And then we got this smell that smelled like just cow manure. Uh, and then shortly after we had two or three pebbles be thrown in our direction that came very close to hitting us. And my buddy was sitting on a on a tree about 10 feet to the right of me and the pebbles seemed to be directed more at him and then he never was hit by one but they were definitely in his general area shortly after that um i heard a super 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 loud stomp on that old blacktop road behind us and that was followed by three footsteps in the leaves and that's it and that stomp, you could feel the vibration from. Like, I could I could feel it happen. And then those three footsteps in the leaves were in, just sounded insanely heavy. And immediately, like, we turned around and looked. And we never saw anything. Um, and so we kind of hightailed it out of there. But we had about a mile walk back through the woods down that road. And like I said, as we were trying to get back to the vehicle on either side of us, we could you could just feel that you were being watched and feel that something was there and you could also hear it in the leaves but even with shining flashlights and everything we never saw anything but there was a hundred percent something that followed us out and there was something that was with us in the woods there and i've tried to run you know i've tried tried to rule it out as far as animals go and we don't really have in kentucky any animals that could make a well one that could throw pebbles we don't have anything that can make a big loud stomp like that and we really don't have anything that 
could make three big steps that sounded bipedal, um, three big steps through the leaves. And, um, yeah, so I was kind of, I, 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 deep down, I kind of knew or thought I knew what it was. And that was a Bigfoot or Sasquatch, but I tried to rule everything else out and just couldn't. Well, so, whoops, sorry, knock the camera. Um, so what I'm seeing as you're telling the story, because I see things play out like a movie. So as you're mm-hmm. telling it and seeing it play out, and it was Sasquatch, mm-hmm. and they were trying to get mm-hmm. your friend's attention because you already believe. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. The cow yeah, manure, yeah. they don't smell like cow manure. So <laughs> that might mm-hmm. have just been, maybe there was um, something that was risky for you that you know might have mm-hmm. had a, a very sm- strong smell. Do you have bear? there you have bear don't you uh yeah 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 they've got a real acrid and they can smell like all kinds of things um they were there to protect you it was you know wake up here and we're here we got your back Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i 100 percent just from me connecting to you like i said got gifts that some people might think are really strange that we're even talking about it but me connecting to mm-hmm. you, your Sasquatch are saying that, yes, there was more than just the two of them. They were there to protect you. So. Yeah. Was your friend yeah, scared? That's, that's super cool to hear. Oh, yeah. He was terrified. So, yeah. he. It was there for him, not you. So. Okay. Whatever. Gotcha. Whether it was a bear I, I was or maybe definitely... the coyotes were circling you or something like that. And you didn't realize yeah. that. I've had that happen. Yeah. That's scary. So you're saying, okay, so you're saying there, there might've been something going on that I wasn't aware of that they were trying Correct. to protect me from essentially. Correct. Okay. It's that's, like, that's pay pretty, attention. Pretty wild. Um, um, I've had an acorn, uh, not an acorn, a yeah. uh, uh, pine cone thrown at me. It's like, pay attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's really? something going on here. Yeah. And it's just, it's to get your attention from your mindset where you're, you know, on the straight and narrow here, all of a sudden it's okay, Mm -hmm. break that thought pattern. And all of a sudden you're going, Mm -hmm. Oh, something else is going on. I mean, we've all had the experience where you're walking down the street and you go, okay, something doesn't feel right. And you turn around and you go back to your car or you turn around and you go back in a store. You know, mm-hmm. that's them. That's them letting you know something is not right. Or it's almost like a push in your chest on occasion where it's like, okay, turn around. Or, oh, you forgot something. So it's to get you out of a bad mm-hmm. situation. And they are to help just protect. They're pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like in that situation, if, if like one if whatever was there wanted to harm me like it it definitely could have but like i said the rocks never hit us and they were just in our general direction and then the the stomp was behind us and then the footsteps seemed to run away and then the whole time that we were being kind of followed out of the woods like nothing ever was in front of us the it just felt like something was sort of off to the side and maybe slightly behind us just like funneling us out of the woods so that, yeah that makes a lot of sense so to quote a, yeah, a that's, that's pretty horror flick, it's like Amityville horror. Get out, you know, kind of yeah. thing. It's like, yeah, go. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to get you out of here. But you both feel the presence. Yeah. 
And so doesn't that kind of, now doesn't it make sense? The size that that stomp was, okay, got your attention, the rocks, get out. Yeah. Trust your yeah, gut. Yeah, because oh. it's like... Yeah, it's like things were kind of increase, like happening in like an increasingly, um, uh, what's the word, like intrusive order, or maybe not intrusive, but it, it started off sort of invasive. Yeah, it was a little more subtle at first, and then it, it got to like the stomp was like the big thing that made me literally stand up and start getting out of there. So, yeah, I mean, it was little things at first, and then, and then the big stomp really made me made us both stand up immediately and start moving out so yeah it makes a lot of sense so i'm sure you both have had actual encounters where you've seen the shimmer in the trees that like displace the trees yeah yeah that's them they are because they're interdimensional that you know there's a shimmer in the tree yeah. So, so when we when we talked the entire on the phone, outline of their body. Yeah, yeah. When we okay. talked on the phone the other night, you mentioned about this shimmer, and the the thing that I immediately thought of, and and me and Austin actually, I think we talked about this the other day, and um, whenever like you're in the woods and you're either hiking or camping or hunting or just kind of out there enjoying nature, sometimes you like see something and you're like was that movement but and it seems like a like a fairly large amount of movement and then you stare at it and it's like nothing's there but then you just feel like there's movement in that area and me and Austin were uh, the part that we discussed was like you can almost like see a silhouette of something but then you can't and it's just like so strange and it almost feels like your mind's playing tricks on you but you know you saw something and so when you told me that on the phone the other night, that was the first thing I thought of, like how many times I've thought I've seen movement and then I look and it's just like nothing's really there, but you know you saw something. So that's what that yeah. reminded me of. So I thought that was pretty interesting as well. And they're all different yeah. sizes because you figure, you know, you've got mom and dad and the kids and, you know, they're all different sizes because, you know, they're born and they're small, like what we have and they grow up. Yeah. So a lot of times the young ones or the adolescents want to come and check things out. And they're not quite as stealth mm-hmm. as the adults. Mm-hmm. So that's why sometimes things will get knocked over and you'll go, okay, how did that just happen? So, but you'll see like a misty, like a shimmer. So especially if there's yeah. like a lot of moon or stars or something. And it's just, you know, mm-hmm. you're going, wow, that's crazy. So. Yeah, I discovered that part on the reservation. That was really cool. With my Navajo shaman friend. Yeah, that is. That was amazing. So you you said that you'd spend a lot of time on reservations. And I know me and Austin have talked about this, and we talked about it on our uh, first episode. Um, Sort of whenever you go back in time, you know, a lot of Native American history is oral history, and we don't have written records, but you can see like pictographs or you know cave paintings or drawings or carvings etchings things like that and in california there was the famous um pictograph of like um it seems to look like a a mom a dad and like a little kid like sasquatch and so Mm -hmm. um 
but me and Austin have kind of discussed how the Native Americans were so spiritual and in tune with nature and, um, you know, all the way back as far as as far as um, people know, Native Americans have talked about a creature like this. So uh, kind of what's your what's your take on that and how did the Native Americans view Sasquatch? I think because they respected the land and they respected all around them. And they only took what they needed mm-hmm. and things like that. It was literally just basic. It was respect for all life. The rocks are life. Mm-hmm. I mean, the trees, everything. It's all life. So when they say their prayer and they smudge, are you familiar with smudging? Or you burn sage? Mm-hmm. So you burn okay, sage yeah, yeah. And, and you offer it to the, all of the directions and all of the elements and your ancestors and your family and your friends and the unborn, not a political statement, the unborn, will you will be their ancestor someday. So they respect everything. Everything comes before they ask for what they need at the end when they burn sage, when they smudge. So they respect all life. It's the rocks, it's the rivers, it's the uh, grandfather, the sky above, grandmother, um, Gaia, earth below. It's everything. They respect everything therefore they were much more Mm -hmm. spiritual in their day than we are now because Mm -hmm. we're all about i mean everybody has that friend that's it's all about them (laughs) it's not about anything else Mm -hmm. and the more in tune with earth and the more in tune with all life around you and caring about all life around you the more spiritual you become and the more it connected to all around you. So when you start to get to that, then all of a sudden, all these things just start to unfold in front of you. And it's absolutely amazing. So that's why I told you, if you want to come out to the land, both of you guys, you're welcome anytime, you know, and just to help awaken that. It's just, it's amazing. So that's why people saw back then what most people don't mm -hmm. see anymore. Yeah. So they had a, an immense amount of respect for it and sort of accepted that it was there, lived alongside it, and I assume probably didn't try to mess with it. They respected it, respected its space, but they were aware of it and they were okay with that. Correct. They also looked for the signs of things. So um, <clears throat> most Native American tribes, when they see or spiritual people, when they see a raven or a blackbird or something, it's about change is coming and it's change for the positive. It's not Stephen King's The Birds, you know, kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. that change is coming and it's going to be a positive. It's change for the better. Mm-hmm. So. I got you. Yeah, so I I always thought that that was that was something that was very interesting and just um, sort sort of adds like validity to the story for me just because it, you know like the Native Americans had no reason to make up a creature that existed like I I really can't think of a reason why so and the fact that they were telling of this creature for thousands of years to me adds validity to the story so i think it's good to have that to you know back up the story and and to have these pictographs and 
cave drawings and things like that. Oh, yeah. And they're all over. They're in the Andes. They're Yeti and things, you know, mm-hmm. the abominable snowman you know, or yeah. snowman, whatever they call him, but Yeti. Yeah, they're, they're everywhere. Yeah. yeah, that's something we've discussed is like most places in the world have um, – like they have a creature like this that they describe so yeah like in the um himalayas they have the yeti in china they have like the yahweh i think they call it you know we have sasquatch and bigfoot um so it's it's something that's on and it's spread throughout the world um which is uh, it's i i think that almost adds validity as well because you don't have a certain subpopulation who is just like making up a story about a creature but you have the whole world and several different types of peoples describing the same thing essentially yeah for sure yeah and by the way sasquatch is plural it's like moose so okay it's not just it can be one or it can be many yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's like a moose, mini gotcha. moose. A Sasquatch, mm-hmm. mini Sasquatch. Right. So, right. same with Yeti. It's not okay. Yetis. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I kind of had a question uh, attached to that. So, with the, the different creatures, uh, you know, the different variances of the, of the Sasquatch, uh, like interdimensionally, are uh, the. Is there variance in the in the Sasquatch stories? Like, you know, this uh, you know genetic variance of the Sasquatch may be attached to this group or this uh, area, and like, so they they protect this group of humans and uh, so on and so forth. Like, that's why you see different, or each group would have a different description of, of a Sasquatch. So just like at, with us, so we live here in Colorado and everything. I don't know this for a fact, but they are more of the brown where they, they would blend in with trees, things like that. In the Himalayas, they're white where they would blend in with the you know snow that's there more often. You know, just like all of us, we're all different. We all have different pigments. We all have different everything. But primarily, just like with human beings, you know, we all bleed red. So it, it just, it depends on, I don't know if I'm answering your question right. <laughs> It just depends on where they are. You know, I don't know all the answers, but that to me is just because I've thought about, okay, well, Yeti being white, you know, it makes sense because it's snow. That's their way of being able to camouflage. So different places, it's just ways of being able to camouflage. We discussed this in our episode when we we're talking about how the creature might vary by region, especially in the, like in the United States, even for example, um, if you have like a Pacific Northwest Sasquatch, usually they're described as being quite a bit taller and broader, more muscular, darker in color. And that makes sense given the sort of terrain that they had to traverse out there. Whereas if you have like the skunk ape in Florida, um, is or, or like um, in Mississippi, Alabama, sort of in the lower swamp type environments, you have one that generally is described as having like thinner hair or being a little lighter in color, maybe more red, um, and not being as broad or as muscular. 
because and that makes sense because you don't have to it it's flat terrain and it's also the temperature is hotter um so that was one thing we discussed is like how um how the features of the creature sort of vary by geographic region and it makes sense due to how they would have to live in that environment essentially one of the things i noticed on like the statues when uh, not statues the the metal framing things and stuff when we went alligator alley when we were in florida is their arms look longer no wonder, you know, the, the correlation, oh, yeah, yeah. Eight, you know, yeah. the arms look longer than, you know, what I like, even with my, my necklace, their arms were longer, you know, yeah. like that they, they could move through the trees instead of walking so much because it's swamp. And I thought, okay, that was kind of right. cool. Yeah. I'd never thought of that. Yeah, that actually, that yeah. actually makes a lot of sense. I haven't either. I was that's, going, okay, that was kind of cool. You're right. You're very right. And it was your mom, Hunter, that yeah. was talking to me about, oh, you need to go to this, you know, this, is it Skunk Ape, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you need like to go the to that museum and we were like, we don't there. have any more time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, was, yeah. it was fascinating. But we saw all the statues driving through Alligator Alley and we were like, okay, this is kind of cool because mm-hmm. their arms are longer. So, which makes sense, yeah, like yeah. you just said. Yeah, and that, yeah, you're right. It does make sense. They could, they could maneuver more through the trees because it's you know you've got a lot of different predators down there and me and austin have been talking about the everglades a lot lately and we're trying to get this this guy that lives down there on the podcast that he's like messes around with alligators and catches pythons and all that but we've been really kind of intrigued by the wildlife down there and the the habitat and how crazy it is and of course like you said like my mom lives down there right at the edge of the everglades so Anytime I go down there, I usually make my way over because it's a fascinating place. We saw so many gators. It was so cool. It was awesome. I'm glad we didn't see any pythons. Oh, yeah. I was good with that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've still not seen one of those. But, yeah, the first time I went down there, I thought it'd be like, you know, like here, if you see a, a deer, like you might see a deer every once in a while. That's how I thought it'd be with alligators. But it's like seeing songbirds. Like, they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys uh, are always welcome to come up here and, you know, check out. We've got deer in the, the front yard every morning and every evening. And, oh, yeah. you know, and you can see the shimmer of Sasquatch in the trees. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, you were you were talking about like portals um, and the shimmer and things like that. And I know on the phone we had talked about um, like different energies or things you may feel with these portals. So are, are these portals, um, are, will they be in set locations and are they there permanently or do they kind of pop up when a Sasquatch is maybe coming into our dimension? How do those, how do those sort of, sort of work, I guess? So what, what I know, I don't know everything, but what I know is that there are some set portals and Mm -hmm. they also, you can, um, they open up. There can also be other ones that just open up. So I don't know how that works, but you can be walking along and all of a sudden you feel like you're in a vacuum with a Sasquatch portal. So it literally, when that is open, you feel like everything is being like cleansed off of you. And I know Austin knows that feeling now. (laughs) 
so um yeah but, once you mentioned the the shimmer a while back i was like yeah i'll definitely experience that that shimmer and like the you know, kind of the, the what is that but almost the calming feeling that comes with it yep so but they can open i mean like you know like little doors you know that go like this so they can open and close portals um but there are a lot of different portals. There are Sasquatch portals. There's all kinds of portals. Um, dark entities can pass through portals, things like that. And so it's important for those to be removed. But Sasquatch portals are good. So it literally will, it, you feel like there's a vacuum around you. And it pulls all of the negative stuff off of you. So it's like being in a car wash. But, you know, it feels good. Mm-hmm. So I have another question. Um, so there, we live close to an area called the Daniel Boone National Forest, and it's um, it, it's it's just a big forest. Ranges from um, like around the Tennessee border and comes up through uh, sort of like east to central Kentucky, and then uh, sort of runs diagonally up into like northeastern Kentucky. Um, but it's a uh, I'm, it's basically just a deciduous forest. Um, it's, you know, kind of how our mountains are here. You've got some really steep, kind of bluffy terrain, um, and the mountains aren't super tall, you know, like maybe around a thousand feet or something like that. Um, so that's kind of how the, how the terrain is. So, uh, Austin and I kind of, uh, Austin really got me started listening to podcasts with a podcast called The Confessionals. And, um, the story was this guy had had this dog man encounter in the Daniel Boone national forest. And, um, so the confessionals is awesome, but I was down in the Daniel Boone. Um, I was hunting for deer one day and I, I had scouted out this spot that I wanted to go. And I ended up going past this spot and sort of got down into this almost like a little ravine and on both sides of me were just bluff walls. So I had no way of getting out of this ravine other than walking up the creek and just climbing up the entire mountain. And so when I was at the bottom, like everything was fine. And as I make my way up this ravine, like I just started feeling more and more uneasy. And it's like, once I got to a certain point in that ravine, it peaked. And then as I got past that point, it started to relieve. So like it, could that be some sort of like in that area, some sort of portal, like you said, like maybe a dark entity portal or something along those lines? Because I've had that happen like a few times, um, especially in the woods, like where you have you just get to a spot where you feel super uneasy. You almost feel like you're being watched and you just feel like you should get out of there, even though nothing's really happened. It's just you get this horrible feeling. As you were saying it, like I said, I see things playing out like a movie. And so I was seeing mm-hmm. you were walking into something very dark. And mm-hmm. did you almost feel like it just released, like you just walked out of it? I'll give you an yeah, example. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was. <laughs> you know, when you um, go to a friend's house and mm-hmm. the couple are having a fight and you feel the energy in the air, even though they're both sitting there, yeah. you know, and they're smiling and, you know, all this stuff. And it's like. You know, oh, hi, how are you doing? And you're going, oh, they just had a fight. And you can feel it. And you can feel that dark energy. And you can feel the argument. Yeah. That's that's to the next level. 
like you're sitting yeah. there and going, oh man, some, something doesn't feel right. It, it feels dark. It feels, it feels very negative and it feels like I shouldn't be here. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> Just go. Just yeah. leave. Yeah, that's exactly, so. I mean, the sort of feeling I had was just like, like I should not be here and I need to, to get out. And I like, it was to the point where like my heart was beating a little faster. Like I just knew I, I needed to get out of there. And I've had that, like I said, I've had that happen a couple times, but that was the one where it felt like the strongest. Like I just needed, I needed to get out of that area. And as soon yeah. as I got past a certain point, like I could feel the tension build up to that point and then I could feel it sort of release itself and then all of a sudden like it's it's gone and our pets will um, like said, let us know no... too <clears throat> our pets yeah. will let us know as yeah. well so if all of a sudden just randomly there's nothing around you and your dog starts to growl or if all of a sudden in the middle of the night the cat is like hissing at something that's not there it's not a, a mouse ghost you know it's they're, right. they're growling at something or they're, you know, they're hissing at something. Trust that. There's, you know, they're trying to let mm -hmm. you know. There are little spirit guides in physical. They're wonderful. So, but when that hair goes up on the back of your neck and you're going, okay, something really feels wrong, just leave. You're not meant to yeah. be there. <clears throat> yeah. 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 I've always felt like, um, like dogs can... Yeah, they're definitely like more in tune with with whatever they just seem to they can predict some, they know something bad is going to happen before it happens and yeah you can pick up on like their cues and actually i heard um uh, a guy had a sasquatch encounter in texas i heard this on the confessionals podcast actually and he was riding a horse and he said when he started down the trail that he saw the sasquatch on his horse acted totally out of character the entire like 30 minutes leading up to this he said it it did not want to go down that trail it just acted super scared and jumpy and totally out of character and he said looking back on it i should have realized like this was not how that horse usually is and something was wrong and he said now like, it might have been a shapeshifter okay it might have been a shapeshifter because the horse animals are not afraid of sasquatch they're just not. Oh, really? So they're, they're, gotcha. you know, malevolent. They're not malevolent. You know, it, it's, they're, they're good. Uh -huh. So shapeshifters, mm -hmm. if they're looking like a Sasquatch, they're doing that for mm -hmm. not good purposes. So. Okay. I got you. So that I can give sense. you an so ex example to... of like our animals, uh -huh. because I do think it's, you know, on the important side <laughs> My husband um, mm -hmm. came home from work one night, and I'd already turned in, and I guess two of the five animals sleep with us. Um, the cat is laying there, <laughs> and the dog, the, the, I showed you guys earlier, um, he's all of a sudden, Jason yeah. comes out of the bathroom, and he starts growling at him, and the hair's up on the back of his neck, and I was like, stay right there. And so, you know, we figured out what it was and got rid of it. But he had literally, like, tracked back. It wasn't on him, but he had brought something very dark home. And the dog just let us know. Because you don't want to go to sleep and have something weird going on in your house. So, but yeah. They're, they're our first line of defense. Our animals are amazing. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
I wanted to ask too. Um, I don't. I didn't ask you about this on the phone the other day, but um, like I said, Austin and I kind of got into that Confessionals podcast with the Dog Man episode. I think Austin was listening before that. But that's what pulled me in. So, have you ever heard much about a Dog Man, or do you know? Are they similar to Sasquatch, or are they like a totally different being? Or? I honestly know nothing about them. I can ask my Navajo shaman friend okay. and stuff. But I know what's indigenous, yeah. you know, like with the Native Americans in this area. I mean, I've heard the term before, but mm-hmm. I just don't know anything about them. So I know like the Mothman. Yeah, I was curious. How Mothman, you know, goes ahead because mm-hmm. I'm from Virginia. Um, Mothman mm-hmm. is a warning. It's that something big is going to happen. Yeah. So I would not yeah. be surprised if some of these big train wrecks that we've had lately and things like that. Start watching for podcasts about that people have been seeing the Mothman. So, because I'm seeing that they're much more prevalent. So, I would not be surprised if there aren't a lot of podcasts with that. that, Yeah, that's a good point because Mothman was like that bridge fell the one time that Mothman was seen. Yeah, yeah, they did that movie about it. That's a good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. 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 They're yeah, always yeah. there for big natural yeah, disasters. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's that's actually I never thought about that with all these train derailings and everything. That's that's a good point. For sure. So. Yeah. I was I was curious about the dog man because it seems like they tend to be more of a negative uh, negative creature. Like people really feel threatened when they come into contact with the with them, and they just they seem like they carry a really negative energy with them. Which well, is I will ask my friend and, and find out for you. Sasquatch. I can let you know after I talk. Yeah, to him. I would be curious. So yeah, he's yeah. he's got some good really insight. To know. Sounds like it. Sounds yeah. Like it. Yeah. So have you ever have you ever come into contact like seen a um, a Sasquatch? Not in physical, like I'm looking at you on the screen. I see the shimmer yeah. and I feel the presence, and okay. I am clairaudient. Mm-hmm. So on occasion, I will hear them; they will speak. So, okay, I got you. Um, so, do you feel like? Like the people that have seen Sasquatch, like seen a physical creature there, do you feel like there is a reason that that happens or are the Sasquatch sort of just almost caught in broad daylight, like by accident, or are they making themselves known and they want to be seen to tell that person something or you feel like there's anything going on there as far as that goes? I think it's very rare when somebody is actually seeing a Sasquatch or maybe um, their clairvoyance or, you know, their, their gift of sight. They're not looking at them like I'm looking at you guys. They're looking at them through like their third eye or their, their divine sight that they can actually see. So it's not like they're standing right in front of you. Like, you know, I'm looking at you and you look solid. You know, they may see something interdimensionally or maybe they have that gift that they can see interdimensionally so i've got you yeah we all have our gifts come in at different times you what yeah it it seems like if people have seen one like they usually have seen a few so that makes sense what you're saying there 
I got gotcha. you. Yeah, and then a lot of people that have encounters may not like from with mine for example i've never actually seen one but i know that one was around me for sure yeah and i think there's yeah. some encounters well, that, happen like that too <laughs> and yours yeah. is with you over your yeah. right shoulder austin he's still there okay yeah i can i can, you can feel once it. you mentioned that i did kind of have like a yeah like that warmth uh, yeah yeah and sometimes the reason that they will go ahead and they'll be on one side of you or the other is so that you do feel the temperature difference. Okay. So I, that, I can almost guarantee you like your left side is much cooler than your right side. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and even your right side of your face and the back of that part of your head is warmer. So that's just, yeah. I, I mean, I experience that too when I'm talking to people when I'm at work is that I'll just feel the presence and when they get real close, I know it's not somebody that I need to be hanging out with. So, cause they're getting very protective. Yeah, I see. Um, do you, so that's, yeah. So it's sort of, sort of like a guide in life, like kind of. It kind of helps you feel people out and feel out situations then. Absolutely. I got you. That makes, that makes sense. Um, that, so I'm pretty, I don't know. I, I think I was hoping to have, you know, like I always want to have more, um, answers or yeah, more answers about this topic, but I feel like the more I learn, like the more questions I have, even though, you know, like once I learn one thing, other questions get opened up. And I feel like it's, yeah. this is something that I guess you're never going to truly learn everything about or know everything about. Is that correct? Yes. So it would be like me saying to you, do you know every single thing about your mom? No. No. <laughs> There's always going to be part of it. I mean, we, we have some of the pieces of the puzzle. But we don't have the entire mm -hmm. puzzle put together yet. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. So, Kim, you said that you had some Sasquatch wood. That Sasquatch had, had touched, and you said it has a very um, high energy that goes along uh -huh. with it. Can you sort of touch on how, like, why that is? Because they're at a very high frequency to be able to move from one dimension to another. They're in a higher dimension. So for when they touch something, like those pebbles that were thrown at you, you probably, if you would have picked up those pebbles and taken them with you, they have, they have that high frequency. They have that high vibration. Mm -hmm. So... It's like when you're at a concert you know, and all of a sudden hindsight. everything kind of vibrates really hard. It's like that. So it's the highest vibration you yeah. will ever feel. So, like I, I told gotcha. you, I'm happy to send you guys some. Yeah, yeah, I think we'd love to get our hands on some. Yeah, that would be awesome to feel that, yeah. I, and looking back at it, man, I'd give anything if I would have picked up those rocks. If you would have picked but... up the pebbles, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, that was never crossed my mind, but yeah, I would love to, because I think there was three, so I would love to, to have three of those little pebbles to, to yeah, feel that. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Um, 
yeah so yeah we would we would love to, to check that check that out um that's very cool very interesting i will um, definitely send so it there, just text me your address and i'll send it to both of you guys okay all right i will um is there a way it so you know you've got like with that show finding bigfoot and i know there's other um instances of this happening as well you've got people going out in search of bigfoot they want to see one like physically there is like can you make that happen or does one have to really like want to be seen and show itself or can you can you falsely lure one in like you can a deer or turkey um I guess my first thought is, is that if you aren't awake enough and, you know, you're not to that point, you know, what you might falsely lure in again Mm -hmm. is something you really don't want to be luring in. It could be a shapeshifter. I gotcha. I gotcha. So with the shapeshifters then, so a shapeshifter, is that a, like a negative, a negative being? Yes. Yes. It can okay. be a dark entity. So in a shapeshifter. I mean, there's, there's so many different dark, we'll just call them dark entities. You know, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> there are so many different things that there's an equal amount of light and there's an equal amount of dark and the dark likes their presence known and they mm-hmm. like to shock you. And, um, sorry again for the raspy voice. <clears throat> um, you're, I don't think you can go ahead and just say, I want to manifest a Sasquatch. If you want to manifest mm-hmm. something, you're probably going to get a shapeshifter or something that's that's dark that's going to take on that. And I use the term shapeshifter very loosely. It could be all kinds mm-hmm. of things that just look like a Sasquatch. So mm-hmm. instead of making them okay. our protectors, they're making them out to be sometimes that they're very malevolent. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just the nature of of human beings is that, you know, some are going to make them, you know, what they are, not make them, but, you know, see them for who Mm -hmm. they are, that they're here to protect. And then there are going to be other ones that are going to manifest this other that make them very dark. Mm -hmm. Now, you said that they might want to shock you. By shock you, do you mean surprise you or do you mean like a physical electrical shock? shock you like surprise you so they're only here to help i mean if a sasquatch literally right now walked up to you in when you're doing this broadcast and you know he's eight or ten feet tall and he's standing there he's looking you in the eyes isn't that going to startle you and shock you Mm -hmm. you know you're going to go oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so i have have a question though because whenever you no, whenever you said shock, it made me think of this. So my, and this, this might be just stupid. I don't know, but I just had this thought my whole life. I've had a problem with static electricity. Is there any, is like, is that just bad luck or is there something going on there with like energy? There is something going on with energy. You have a lot of energy running through you. <laughs> That's been a problem. That's been a problem well, I've had my entire problem. life. Yeah, I mean, it, it hurts when you shock something. You know, you touch something and it shocks you. Yeah. But it's not a bad thing. Yeah. 
So you just yeah, vibe very and, high. Um, well, it's yeah, yeah, it's something that I've always had. Man, <laughs> I, my clothes cling to me all the time. Every time um, I touch some metal, I get that little shock. It drives me crazy. But <laughs> just whenever you said shock, it made me think of it, and I wondered if there was some sort of relation there to energy. No, we'll get you grounded and have you, you know, so it kind of goes through you instead of just drawing, you know, in from the sides. So we'll get you grounded. I need that. I need that. I need that. Um, Austin, do you have you have any other questions? I know you. This is this is something that we're gonna have to process, and we may have to get back with you. You know, the more we kind of think about things. Um, but do you have any more questions, Austin? Uh, no, I I didn't have any uh, immediate questions. Uh, it's been an awesome interview, and you know, in the, the Sasquatch over my right shoulder that has been uh, you know, very eye-opening for me, and I spent probably as much time just, like, thinking about that uh, as anything during the, during the podcast, taking in all this information, so it's it's been great. Yeah. I've been watching your face I since I did the movie, guys. I've been watching your face and really concentrating on it being right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kim, do you have anything else that you would like to say or kind of let anyone know that might be a misconception or something we could all learn about Sasquatch to kind of help us out, I guess, with um, with understanding the story here? If we all just remember that they've been here since the beginning of time, since, you know, the beginning of our Earth mm-hmm. and everything else, and they're only here to help. They're here to protect. And uh, just, they're just... They're protective, but they're just gentle. I mean, you know, you both have one. Well, you have two and you have one right now. Mm. And you don't feel any fear. You feel safe. And that's, I think, the the greatest thing, you know, that they're giving, they're giving part of their life to all of us just to protect us in, you know, our journey in this lifetime. So, yeah. Yeah. I I think going forward i'm gonna try to you know if i ever encounter another feeling like that in the woods where i feel like i should get out of there i think i'm gonna try to pay more attention to that and try to be more aware and try to instead of realizing it's just a bad feeling maybe i don't know if i really have the ability to do it but try to i'm just gonna see if i can figure out more like what's going on like just kind of concentrated on it more and then anytime i feel like something has gotten me out of an area i'm gonna try to be more aware of that and yeah listen to i don't it. know i guess just try to right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they've told yeah. it women's intuition for so long but you men feel it more like in your stomach <laughs> and, stuff. Yeah. and it's yeah. just trust it just trust it so yeah yeah i think i think that's um moving forward that's what i'm going to try to do after learning that for sure so but uh, I'll just yeah, connect with your, we, your we really appreciate you. you guys have a great day yeah for sure yeah, yeah we appreciate yeah. you coming on uh, it means a lot and it, like I said this is something we've both been pretty interested in especially lately and I've kind of been into it my whole life but this has been a blast being able to talk about it and with this podcast we've hit on it a few times and we're learning more and hopefully we kind of keep going with the story and um learn more about it and 
I think it's something we're going to keep pursuing. So we really appreciate you coming on and talking about it. Well, thanks, guys. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. I got. Yeah, you too. Thanks for uh, yeah, thanks for bringing a bunch of great new information for both of us. And yeah, we'll definitely we'll be, have more fun. both of us will Just be getting me. more in tune with our Sasquatches. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. We oh, will. Oh yeah, we'll definitely be in touch. So Kim, Take I've care. got one final question for you. Yes. Before you leave, uh, so the this is a little. I guess plug here, uh, our studio here, Riverside, what'd you think about the process? How easy was it to use? It was great. It was easy. I've never done this before, so Good. it was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So we use, uh, we use Riverside. This is how we've started out. Um, and we've been super thrilled with it. It's, it's great to be able to record the audio. Um, and you know, we can export and edit and all those things. So uh, for anyone that's listening, we're going to have our affiliate link will be in the description. So if you guys want to start a podcast, you can use Riverside for work or school. That's going to be down there and you can um, use our link to sign up. We'd appreciate that. And uh, we'd appreciate um, any feedback. Uh, if any of you guys have maybe some questions that you wish we would have asked, uh, you can send us an email and we'll reach out to Kim and see if we can get those answered. Um, and of course we'd love feedback, any future topic recommendations. So that's going to be in our description. That's edge of the wormhole at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, we'd appreciate it. And like I said, Kim, we appreciate you having on. It's been great. And, uh, Thank you. hopefully we can learn a little bit more and then maybe talk to you again later and try to figure some more things out once we've learned a little bit more. Sounds good. All right. Have a great day guys. Well, I- yeah, you too. Right, thank you. Too. you thank you. Take care. Okay, bye-bye.